Hey everybody, this is Sharon. It's so glad to be back with you here at the May New Ministry Podcast. I apologize. I have not uh, recorded a podcast in the last two weeks because quite frankly, my life has just been hectic. It has been crazy. I don't know if any of you have had weeks like that or maybe a month like that, but I have. And so I wanted to share a little bit with you about that because Sometimes, you know, you think about people who are making a podcast or doing leading Bible studies or things like that, that they never have crazy, hectic days or weeks, but we do. <laughs> we really, really do. So, um, so it started actually back in the early spring. We put our house on the market. Uh, we we're going to sell our house. And so we put it on the house. We put it on the market and um, to sell because it was just the right time and we had our reasons for doing it and and so we decided to put our house on the market but now this is a house that my husband and I and our two daughters we built it together along with a good friend of ours and uh, we built this house and we did a lot of the kind of the 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 dirty work, the grunt work, whatever you want to call it, to save a little money. So we put a lot of sweat equity into this house and a lot of love. And um, we, you know, we wrote scriptures on the uh, on the walls before they uh, before the walls go up and everything. And we just we just had fun doing it. We just had so much fun doing that together as a family. And so it was just a precious house to me. I put everything. My whole heart into this house and so i i nicknamed it the dream house because it was everything i had always dreamed it to be and we've lived there for the past three years and um have just truly loved the house and but it was just the right time uh with the market and for other reasons for us to sell it so in the spring we put our house on the market as i said and it was during the house selling boom when everybody's houses were selling like overnight or before we could even go on the market they were selling but not our precious little house not our dream house it would not sell and so um we that was difficult in and of itself because who wouldn't want our house <laughs> was my arrogant thought who wouldn't want our house but there was quite a few who did not want our house and so we were um, had the house on the market. We were having showings. We had quite a few people coming through, uh, but we were kind of close to a main road, even though we had two and a half acres of land. We were kind of close to a main road, and so that was the concern for most people. So throughout the summer, when you're supposed to be resting and on vacation, when you work as a teacher, you're supposed to be resting and on vacation. We had our house on the market, and we were doing showings, and we were keeping the house you know, as um, as cleaned up and, and show ready as possible throughout the summer. And we also have two golden retrievers. <laughs> so if any of you have ever had golden retrievers, you know how much they shed and how much you have to vacuum. So when you have your house on the market, you have to keep it up. So uh, we were vacuuming, cleaning every day. We had, you know, taken down all the personal things to make it show ready, all of that. If you've sold a house before, you know what I'm talking about. It's a little stressful and uh, loading up the dogs, you know, every couple of days to be out of the house for a period of time. And so throughout the summer, we did this and um, 
was really hoping it would sell during the summer months when I was uh, on summer break from being a preschool teacher when my daughters were both home to help because um, I have a daughter in college and a daughter now in high school. But it didn't sell um, until, of course, about uh, two weeks before school was supposed to start back. Two weeks before my oldest daughter had to go back to college. Two weeks before my youngest daughter was starting high school. And two weeks before I was scheduled to go back to work as a preschool teacher. So the perfect storm began, right? The perfect storm began and the the sweet people who bought our house um fortunately for us made a cash offer which meant they needed to they were going to close fairly quickly so we very quickly had to find another house we had to we decided to rent a house uh for the time being so we had to go through the process of finding what we needed we had some very specific needs because of our dogs and because of um the parking spaces that we needed because my husband has his own work van and all of these things but anyway we had specific needs which made the search even more difficult needless to say it was a hectic couple of weeks um the people were very gracious uh, who bought our house and after we actually closed on selling the dream house they graciously allowed us to stay in the house another week until we could uh, get everything moved out and into the rental house that we found. We did find uh, a lovely rental house that we love. But that whole process of starting my daughter in high school, starting back to work as a preschool teacher, packing up everything in the dream house and moving it about six miles to another neighborhood close by, um, along with the two dogs, <laughs> was just this perfect storm and it's been chaotic so those are some of the reasons I haven't actually been able to sit down and make a podcast I actually haven't had time to do to sit down and do much of anything because I've been packing 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 and moving moving and of course last weekend when we were loading the, the big truck up with all the big things from the house you know the sofas the beds and things like that it was pouring down rain my daughter didn't feel, my youngest daughter, who was home, wasn't feeling well. She was um, resting and not feeling well. So we were loading up everything in the pouring down rain. It was just the perfect chaotic storm. Um, so it's easy to get discouraged amongst all that. Because what happens, what happened to me, and I don't know if it's ever happened to you, but when you get caught up in all that chaos, you take your eye off of Jesus. It's like when Peter stepped out of the boat. Do you remember? Uh, when Peter stepped out of the boat and he had his eye on Jesus, he could walk toward Jesus. He could walk on top of the water toward Jesus. But when he turned and looked at the storm, he began to sink. He began to sink because he took his eye off Jesus and he began and he looked at the storm and he began to sink in the water. And but thankfully, he reached his hand up out of the water, and Jesus saved him from drowning. And so that little rock that I, that said the word hope, that I, um, that I posted on Instagram, that was my arm reaching out. And that was Jesus pulling me up out of this 
chaotic, perfect store that I've been living the last couple of weeks because that little rock that said hope was here at this new house, believe it or not. My daughters and I, uh, my oldest daughter, Cassie, came home uh, for a quick trip and uh, to see the new house that we were going to be renting and help us move a few things over during that time period. And uh, she and I and our youngest daughter, Kayla, were out in the, the new backyard, and we were looking through some area that we wanted to clear out, make a fire pit area or something, and there on the ground was that rock. It said that was painted hope on that rock, that one I posted on Instagram. It was beautiful, and it just spoke to my heart, and I knew that God was speaking to me to hold on to hope, to hold on to hope. And I began thinking about this message of hope that I wanted to share with you. Um, and I wanted to study for myself. And so the passage of scripture that I shared with that post was from the book of Hebrews. It was um, Hebrews chapter 10. If you have your Bibles, let's uh, pop open your Bible, go to the New Testament, the book of Hebrews. And that, um, particular verse uh, that I posted with that hope rock was Hebrews 10 verse 23 which says excuse me it says let us hold unswervingly I love that if y'all are sitting there looking at uh, looking at your Bible say that word out loud unswervingly let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful now to understand that you have to understand the book of hebrews was written to uh, primarily jewish christians so the author is unknown they think it could possibly be apollos or barnabas but whoever did write it wrote it to Jewish Christians at the time. And what I love at the beginning of the NIV, um, at the beginning of the book of Hebrews and the NIV Bible, in my study Bible, it says that the theme for the book of Hebrews, um, it, it wrote it to demonstrate the absolute supremacy and sufficiency of Jesus Christ as, as the revealer and mediator of God's grace. So the book of Hebrews is all about hope. It is all about knowing that Jesus is supreme and sufficient, all sufficient as the revealer of God's grace and as the mediator of God's grace. That is the hope that we profess as Christians, that Jesus Christ is that mediator of God's grace, and he is the revealer of God's grace to us. And you see, at that time that I found the rock that said hope, I know it's bad to get caught up in personal possessions, right? It is. They become idols to us, and maybe that's why we needed to sell that house, because that house has become had become somewhat of an idol to me, I think, because I loved that house. I loved um, the work that we put into it. I loved that um, that I picked out every single little detail of that house between and my husband and my family and I picked out things and we we put the work in ourselves. And I I really truly love that house. However, 
we're not to be caught up in the things of this world, right? We're not to, our, our hope and our focus should not be on things of this world. Our hope is in Jesus Christ. Our hope is in Jesus Christ. And in verse 23 of chapter 10 of Hebrews, when we say, when we said, I keep turning to the wrong spot, sorry. Um, when we say, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, that hope is that Jesus Christ is the mediator of God's grace, that Jesus Christ is our salvation, that Jesus Christ is our strength and our stronghold. This is the hope that we profess as Christians, right? This is what we tell people, so we better hold on to it. But when we go through these perfect storms, it's sometimes easy to veer off the course, right? But see, the second part of that, verse 23 in chapter 10 says, For he who promised is faithful. But see, because we can hold on to that hope because God promised that Jesus Christ is our salvation, that he is the way, the truth, and the life, and God is faithful. Without a doubt, we have to hold on to that unswervingly, without letting go, without taking our eye off of Jesus, because some of you may be asking, but Sharon, how do we, how do we hold on to that hope? <clears throat> Excuse me. How do we hold on to that hope when life is chaotic and you feel like you're drowning in this sea of, of, of just confusion and responsibility and expectations and, and, and just commitments that you've made? Well, the book of Hebrews has the answer to that too. It's one of my favorite set of verses. And so flip over just one page or two to Hebrews chapter 12. Okay, when we look at Hebrews chapter 12, I love these first three verses of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 12, which says, um, before I tell you what it says, and I hope you have your Bibles open and you're looking at it, you have to know um, that it comes right after Hebrews chapter 11, which is the, the chapter of faith, and everybody that uh, the author of Hebrews spells out to us these faithful believers who have gone before us, okay? These great cloud of witnesses that says in verse 1. So Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, that's all the people that's in chapter 11, okay? All those great people, uh, those faithful people, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders that, excuse me, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus. That's the key right there. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he <clears throat> endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of God. Uh, sat right, 
excuse me, sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. And then verse 3, consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. In other words, so that you won't lose hope. So that you won't lose hope. So let's back up. What did he tell us to do? First of all, throw off everything that hinders. What's hindering you today? What is hindering you from sitting with Jesus? What is hindering you from sitting in the word of God? For me, it was chaos. (laughs) For me, it was packing up everything that we owned and moving. For me, it was starting up school um, sending my daughter back to college, starting my daughter in high school, starting up preschool, all of that, all happening at the same time. Those were things that were hindering me from keeping my eye on Jesus. I was looking at the storm instead of looking at Jesus. So I became weary and I began to lose heart and lose hope. The second thing uh, that the author tells us to do is to throw off the sin that so easily entangles us. Sin is like seaweed. It wraps around you and it can pull you under if you allow it to, right? And so this sin of um, of um, of putting all my hope into a worldly possession of this beautiful house that we built together as a family, um, this um, idolatry really of this house was was entangling me, was entangling me. And maybe I didn't even know it at the time. And God needed to pull me out of that. And so I needed to come out of that. So what sin today are is tangling you up like seaweed? It could be something simple. Let me tell you. It can be crafty. It can be sneaky. You don't even realize it. It's pulling you under. But it is. That's why we have to keep our eye on Jesus. And it said, number three, the next thing that we have to do is, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. With perseverance, that means don't give up. Keep fighting. Keep running the race that Jesus has marked out for us. That doesn't mean run somebody else's race. That don't mean trying to keep up with um, every everybody else. It means run the race that God has marked out for you and run it with perseverance. Well, how do we do that? I'm tired. I'm tired of running uphill. Um, I'm tired of running in circles because of the chaos. I am just worn out, I hear people saying, and I heard myself saying, well, here is the key. Fixing our eyes on Jesus. Friends, that's how we don't lose hope. That's how we hold unswervingly to the hope that we profess as Christians. Because Satan would like nothing more than to wear us out, than to have us running in circles chasing our own tail and just give up to decide it's too hard, it's too chaotic, it's too confusing. He would have us just give up. Um, But when we keep our eye on Jesus, that's how we hold on unswervingly to hope 
because he is the pioneer and perfecter of faith. That means he started our faith. He is the pioneer of our faith. He's the one who gives us our faith through the Holy Spirit, right? He's the one who gives it to us, and he's the perfecter of it. You don't have to be perfect. Jesus is the perfecter of your faith. Okay, friends, we're trying too hard to be perfect. We're trying too hard, and we're drowning. We're drowning in a sea of hopelessness. And we've got to stop and get our eye back on Jesus. And it feels so good. It feels so good to get that, get your eye back on Jesus. Because listen, it goes on to say, For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. How could it possibly say, For the joy set before him, he endured the cross? Scorning its shame. You know how Jesus had joy as he endured the cross? Because he had his eye on us. (laughs) He had his eye on us the entire time he was on the cross. Throughout time, he saw each and every one of us. I know he saw me. And I know he saw you. Because none of us are perfect. And we've all gotten tangled up. In that sin seaweed that has pulled us under from time to time. But that doesn't mean you're going to drown. Let me tell you, Jesus kept his eye on us. So all we must do is return our eye back to Jesus. And he'll pull us up out of the water just like he did Peter. When Peter was sinking in the water after he took his eye off Jesus. He just reached out that hand. And Jesus didn't leave him in there in the water to gurgle with all that salt water and drown. He pulled him up out of the water and put him back in the boat. So this is what Jesus is telling us right now. And the author of Hebrews is telling us right now. That for the joy set before him, by keeping his eye on us, he endured the cross. Scorning its shame. And then sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Praise God. And then the last piece of advice from chapter 12, verse 3 says, Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. We need to keep our eye on Jesus through difficult times, friends. And this is why I know God showed me this rock out in the brush of this yard that I'm telling you, we had to literally, my sweet daughters had a little chainsaw out there, one of these little mini chainsaws, and they were cutting down branches just for us to make a little path to get back to where this rock was and there it was just sitting on the ground for us to find and it says hope hope to have hope to hold unswervingly to hope Sharon don't give up get your eye back on me Uh, I also love in the book of Hebrews is one of my favorite verses about hope as well it says we have this hope as an anchor for the soul, 
firm and secure. Okay, we have this hope, this hope of Jesus Christ being our mediator of grace, of God's grace and being um, this revealer of God's grace to us. We have this hope of, in our salvation through Jesus Christ as an anchor for our soul, holding us firm and secure. We've got that anchor tied to us, right? And it reaches right up to heaven. And it will hold us firm and secure if we allow it to. If we now it may we may drift a little bit here, there, and yonder, but it will always pull us back to Jesus. It will always pull us back to Jesus. And so I was so excited to get to get back into God's word and get my eyes fixed back on Jesus as um, as I begin preparing to share this podcast with you tonight, because this is Thursday night and this will air tomorrow morning um, on the main new ministry podcast, of course, but, um, I've just been thinking it over in my head and the Holy spirit has just been leading me, um, to these passages in the bit in the book of Hebrews, um, about, about hope in Jesus Christ and to get our eyes back on him. And so I, I just wonder tonight if there's anybody out there, uh, who has felt a little hopeless, like, I don't know that I began to feel hopeless, but I definitely began to feel like I was drowning uh, in this perfect storm of this chaos. And it's because I took my eye off, because I, I wasn't sitting down and being in God's Word. And, um, you know, over this past week, I did. I got back in God's Word, and I was sitting with Jesus and talking with Jesus in my car, and, and the Holy Spirit was leading me to these passages um, after you know, showing me that rock that said hope. Jesus is my rock. He is my hope. Um, he is my solid rock in which I stand. No other, all other ground is sinking sand. And so tonight I want to encourage you, or today rather, I want to encourage you um, that if you um, had begun to swerve away from hope, get your eye back on Jesus. And let us as Christians hold unswervingly, I love that word, hold unswervingly to the hope that we profess in Jesus Christ. Because he who promised everything to us is faithful. He is faithful. That is the one that we keep our eye on. That is how we do not grow weary and how we do not lose heart or lose hope. So I will be praying for you. You continue to pray for me. And I look forward to talking to you again next week. Thank you so much for stopping by. Have a blessed day. In Jesus name. Amen. Hey there. Welcome to Made New Ministries podcast with Sharon McFadden. Thanks for joining us.